you see the will of god is the plan it is the purpose it is the intent and the desire of god for man you see so god has a purpose god has a plan god has a desire god has an intent for man upon the earth you see so 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 god did not just create you god did not just create man to live anyhow god created man because he had a will now um you know over the week i had to go back and read um following god's plans um for your life you know that's a book by kenneth e hagen you know and he gave i i think and i recommend that book you know i recommend that book that that you go and um and listen to it you know i mean sorry that you go and read that book you know kenneth e hagen said in his um in that book he said that there was a time when um he was pastoring and he said according to him he said at that time of his um of his ministry in the pastoral ministry that he was in the best church ever he had you know his family were doing well his family were going to the his children was going to the best schools i mean everything was good you know then in that period god now told him that it was time to leave pastoring and go into the field ministry now let me let me help you understand what, what he's trying to say he had a church right he had a he had a growing congregation very good congregation if i if I, according to him he said he had the best percentage that's the house pastoral house that they gave him that he had ever had in all of his lifetime all of his pastoral time he said that was the best house in fact that he was having the best salary as a pastor you know the congregation loved him the church was growing there were there were manifestations for the spirit you know the congregation was, were lovely but he said it was at that time while praying and considering god's plan for him god told him leave pastoring and go into the field ministry <laughs> He said, he said he turned and said, hey Lord, is that you? <laughs> you know. Now, of course, the story goes on and on and on. But the point I'm trying to make is that, you see, you cannot just judge God's will by what's happening around. You know. Yeah, and I'm going to just talk about that today. How to know God's will, how to find God's will. You know, so that we just conclude that on on you know on that note, you know you cannot just know God's will by just um by just sitting down and drinking coke. Hallelujah, you know, God's will is something you have to find, you have to seek, you know, you you you, you have to seek, you have to seek, you have to be someone who is opened, who is opened to um. To receiving God's plan and to receiving God's purpose for your life. You see, like you know, like this Ken Hagen story I just gave you, right? If you if if you actually look at it, there was nothing in the physical to actually agree with Kenneth E. Hagen that he was wrong. There was nothing in the physical. Everything in the physical from that story that he gave could you know should be directing us to saying God's will for his life was pastoring. But he said that God told him to leave pastoring and go into the field ministry. 
start afresh and we know is is from that field ministry that we now have um Kenneth Hagen going you know starting Rema Bible um, um institute where we now have the books where we now have the the um, the bible school and all that so if he didn't step out from pastoring we will not be having the great Kenneth Hagen today you see so you cannot just judge God's plan by what you see God's will you know cannot be judged from the physical Hallelujah. So, um, that being said, let me read. Let me read this scripture. It has been staring at me all week. Let me read that for you. This, um, now this, you know, these are the words of Jesus. You know, Matthew chapter seven. Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Now, Jesus said, "Are you there?" Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Oh, I mean, that scripture has been bugging me all through the week. Did it? Let me read it again. It said, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So, do you want to go to heaven? You have to do God's will. It is doing God's will in our daily life. You know, like I said, you know, like I said last week, how many times have you been faced with a decision and you turn to ask God? God, what is your will in this matter? How many times? You know, a lot of us just live our lives as though there is no God. But listen, the reason why we are Christians, how did you become a Christian? You confess, Jesus, come and save me. Become Lord over my life. That word, Lord, means king. It means, it means Lord. It means someone who dictates for you. A lot of us we have Jesus as our savior, but we've not you know, but we've not come to the point of having Jesus as our Lord, as our master. Listen, the Bible said it is people who do God's will that will go to heaven. Now, God's will, like you know, like like, like I've been saying from the beginning, God's will can be in different areas. God's will can be in okay, um, you know, <laughs> I've had stories of people telling me that they wanted to go for an interview and they had the Holy Spirit telling them, we are a red shoe, we are a red shoe, we are a red shoe. They went for that interview. It was that red shoe that the guy saw and noted and liked and he gave him the job. Knowing God's will in your life will change your life forever. At every point in time, you should be asking, Lord, what do you want me to do? Like the story I just told you about Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin said that at that time in his life, that he was pastoring the best church ever in his lifetime. The church, they were flowing with manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. If you read his books, it's, you know, if you read his book, it's in that church that he said he will sit down and say, Holy Spirit, come in. And I mean, you see diverse manifestations. He said he had the best salary as a pastor. He had the best house as a pastor. But it was that time that when he started inquiring about the will of God, God told him, leave this church and go into the field ministry. 
what is the will of God for your life right now? If I ask you now, are you in the center of God's will? In your finances, are you doing what God says you should do? In your business, are you doing what God says you should do? Because like the scripture says, it is those that do the will of God that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. A lot of us just come and we live our lives anyhow. That is not how God intends for us to live. Oh, that scripture I read for you last week. Romans chapter 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Are you there? Verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Look at it. Okay. Let me just read from verse 1. Right? Let me read from verse 1. Romans chapter 12 from verse 1. I beseech you therefore brethren. So he's talking to Christians. Brethren. He's talking to Christians. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking to us. Brethren. Believers. By the mercies of God, that He present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, don't live like this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that He may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Someone who is living like the world will not be able to prove what is the good, what is the acceptable, and what is the perfect will of God. Listen, what God wants you to do, you cannot carry it with your head. Like I said last week, you want to get married. You think you think it's just by going out and looking for a nice guy? <laughs> in the beginning, like I told you, it is written in the books. When I was explaining the types of will for you, right? There is a there's a sovereign will. It has been written. But you now have to come, you know, you now have to come and now find it because it's not written anywhere in the Bible, you know, and say Chris or Gabriel married Jennifer. No. I have to now find it by my fellowship with God. But the way we live, look at it, look, 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 look at what the scripture said. It said, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to be attuned to God to be able to find his will. Hallelujah. Um, let me read a scripture for you. Um, before I start telling you how to find God's will, right? Let me read a scripture for you. First Peter. First Peter chapter 4. You know, the moment the moment God told me about the will of God, I, in fact, the, the first period, I was even saying, God, what will I preach? <laughs> but all through, all through the month, it has been flashing. I mean, there are a lot of scriptures about the will of God. You know, see, you now begin to know that what God is after in our lives is doing the will of God. In that book I was reading, the book I just told you, Following God's Plans for Your Life, Papa Hagen said that when he went to heaven, right, he had a visitation in heaven, and then he visited his... um. He visited, he saw his, his sister or his sister that had passed on to be with the Lord. And then, and the husband on earth had remarried. You know, he had married another man. Do you know what Papa Hagen said when he was talking to, the, to his sister, that the sister did not know. Then the sister now said, listen, when you buy a new car on earth, we don't know. When you build a new house on earth, we don't know. We only know, we only see things here that are written in the books we only see things when you walk in the will of god you know when you hit a mark in god's will when you do things for the kingdom that's what that's what we see 
So in heaven there, yeah, she did not even know that the guy had remarried. Because heaven is not, that's not heaven's concern. <laughs> Let me read First Peter chapter 4 verse 2. First Peter chapter 4 verse 2. Look at it. First Peter chapter 4 verse 2. It says that he no longer should leave the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Okay, let me read from verse 1 so you understand the compact of what I'm saying. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that had suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should leave the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Do you hear what that scripture is saying? That now that you are a Christian, now that you've accepted Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus suffered for you. Jesus died for you. You too, die to the flesh. Die to the flesh and live in God's will. Because the, the only thing that will be stopping you from living God's will is the flesh. You want to please men. You want to buy a car. You want to do this. You want to do this. You want to do this. The Bible is saying, live all those things and be like Jesus. Jesus, like I read for you last week, Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done in the earth. I mean, I'm sorry, but your will be done in my life when he was going to the cross. The Bible said Jesus could have prayed and said, um, let a legion of angels come right now and save me. But Jesus said he did not pray because it was the will of God for him to die. What is God's will for you? Uh, you know, are you determined to die to see God's will? You know, right before this broadcast, I was reading something uh, by Pastor Greg. And he talked about how, how Daniel, you know, how the king said um, uh, Daniel should not pray. You know, that nobody should pray to any god but to the king. But Daniel opened his windows and prayed. He knew the consequences was death, but he still chose to do God's will. That's how you know that you are a child of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Now, um, quickly, let me just tell you how to find God's will. So, I highlighted a couple of ways. Um, from the beginning, I told you that God's will is God's word, right? John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1. Verse 1. So, number one um, way to find God's will is through His Word, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? So, um, God's will is God's Word. Hmm? When you get to know God's Word, when you get to apply God's Word in your life, you are applying the will of God. God's will for your finances is in the Word. God's will for your relationship is in His Word. God's will for your life is in His Word. So, when you apply God's Word, when you do God's Word in your life, you are doing God's will for your life. Now, quickly, um, number two of um, how to find God's will is by His Spirit, by the Holy Ghost, by the Spirit, by the Spirit. You know, Jesus said that when the Holy Ghost comes, that He's going to show us things to come, things to come. He's going to lead us into all truth. Oh, I love that part. He said He's going to lead us into all truth. So when you follow the Holy Ghost, you are going to live in all truth according to how God wants you to live. Uh, there's a scripture I really want to read there. First Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. Um, I will read from verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Amen. 
first corinthians 2 verse 9 how to find god's will i said the first one the first way to find god's will is by living in his word doing his word applying his word to your life right you can't be living in god's word and living outside of god's will god's will god's word is god's will revealed to us now the second way to um to find god's will is by following the leading of the holy ghost though following the promptings of the holy ghost um first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 but as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. So, remember I told you that the will of God is a plan, the purpose, the desire, and the intent of God for man, right? So, he's saying that these things that God has planned for you, these things that God has prepared for you, these things that God desires for you, no man know it, right? So, you can't come to me and say, Chris, what is God's will for my life? I can't tell you. You have to go to God. Now, look at what, look at the answer. He said, you know, a lot of us will read this scripture and stop in verse 9, but in verse 10 and 11, he gives us um, the answer to that. He said, uh, it has not been revealed to any man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. He said, but God, oh, oh, but God had revealed them to us by his spirit. So you want to know the plans that God has for you? You want to know the will of God for your life? God has revealed them by his spirit. He said, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. So it's by following the um, the promptings or the leadings or the directions or the nudgings of the Holy Ghost that you will know God's will for your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm speeding because I want to finish um I, I've really said I want to conclude um, the teaching on God's will this week, so you can go back and play it, play it over, over and over again, you know. Um, now, then, the the third way of knowing God's will is by prayer. Yeah, by prayer, you know, by prayer. Um, if 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 you read my book, um, the act of prayer, you know. I had to share that book again so that people read it. Now, what we know as prayer is asking, asking, asking. But true prayer is actually receiving, you know, actually leaning on God's heart to know what is in his heart. <laughs> That's true prayer. You know, what is asking, asking, asking is the first realm. It's the first realm of prayer. You know, when you come to pray, when you come to pray, you, you are, you know, you are... You know, you come in sync with God. You know, I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I want to pray about something, it takes me time to pray about it. Sometimes I'm just meditating on the scripture. You know, I, you know, um, I want to pray for 2,000 there and I'm, I'm just meditating on the scripture. Finding the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Although he was rich, yet for my sake he became poor. That I through his poverty might be made rich, right? Oh, my God shall supply all of my needs according to the riches in Christ Jesus. So I meditate on scriptures so that so that the will of God overwhelms me. Then I know that, yes, God will give me 2,000 naira before I say, Lord, I received 2,000 naira, right? So... Prayer, by prayer we know God's will. By prayer we know, and there are types of prayer. You know, the kind of prayer I'm even talking about here is meditative prayer, where you are praying his word back to him. You know, you are praying his word. You are praying the scriptures. You know, you, so by prayer you know God's will. By prayer, by prayer, by prayer, as you are meditating, in, you know, as you are meditating and speaking his word in his presence, you know, you know God's will. You know, your soul is refreshed and you are, you know, and you are, um, there's a word I'm looking for. And you are, you know, and you become one with his will, you know. So you know God's will by prayer. Um, there's a scripture that came to my mind. Um, let's read that scripture. Jude 
Jude 20. Jude just has one chapter. Jude, the book of Jude. We use that scripture talking about praying in the Holy Ghost, but there's something I'm going to bring out for you now. Um, Jude, the book of Jude. Jude 20. Are you there? Jude 20. Mm. Thank you, Father. Jude 20. So I've given you um, three ways to find God. One, I said the Word of God. Two, I said uh, the Holy Ghost. Then three is prayer. So Jude 20. Jude 20, um, Jude 1, that's, it just has one chapter, so just go to verse 20. Now, I'll read 20 and 21, now, then, then you see what I'm trying to say. But ye beloved, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, look at what he said. He said, you, when you are praying in the Holy Ghost, you keep yourself in the love of God and you are looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. So, you see, so, so, the, so the guy who is praying keeps himself in the love of God. <laughs> the guy who's praying keeps himself in the love of God. And you know from Colossians 1.14, you know, that we've been saved to the, you know, we've, in, in true salvation, we've, we, you know, true salvation, we've been brought into the realm of God's love, right? So when you pray, you, you know, through prayer, you stay in that place. You stay in that place where Jesus has brought you through his blood. Hallelujah. So, prayer keeps you in the will of God. You know, um, it was um, E.M. Bounds that says, that says um, a praying person is not a sinning person. And a sinning person is not a praying person. You know, because as you are praying, as you are, not all this uh, die-die prayer, but as you are praying, you know, I, and, and I like what he said, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Meditating. Meditating in God's word. Praying in the Holy Ghost. As you, you know, as you do that, you are staying in God's will. You are staying in the center of God's will. Um, hi, I wish I had the amplified somewhere here to read for you. But you know, you can read it amplified and message that Jude 2021. You see it, you know, as you stay, you know, through prayer, you stay in God's will, you stay in the love of God. No devil can stop you. You are staying in the anointing. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, Hallelujah! Now, um, the story I gave on Kenneth Hagin, why I'm starting, why, why I started with that was for a reason because um, when you are in, when you know God's will, right? Um, there's, you now have to know how to know that you are in God's will. A lot of times, um, someone is in God's will, but he's, um, someone knows what God's will is for him. For instance, right? Okay, let me use the marriage one I just gave. Eh? Marry sister Jennifer or marry sister whatever, right? So, if you know God's will for your life, how, how will you know that, yes, eh, like how I will say, yes, this is true, yes, I'm in God's will, so that you are not perturbed, right? Um, you know God's will by, by peace and joy. By the peace of God and the joy of God. You know, by peace. See, listen, peace is a very, very, very paramount um, element in the kingdom of God. Peace. You are not perturbed about that situation. You know, as you are thinking about that decision in your heart, as you are thinking, uh, as you are thinking about it, you know, you have peace. The peace of God is in your heart. Yeah, that scripture, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse, um, verse, verse 6. Let's read it. Philippians 4. How to know... If you are in God's will or not. Philippians chapter 4. 
Philippians chapter 4. Are you there? Thank you, Lord. Philippians chapter 4. Okay, so verse 6, I read. It says, Be careful, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, how to know God's will. And I say is by following after peace and joy. Okay, so peace. It said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Then verse 7, look at what it says. After you've prayed, and you've thanked God about your situation, he now says, and the peace of God, hallelujah, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. What is supposed to keep your mind? Is, is, is it anxiety? No, it's peace. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. You know, like the Ken Hagen story. Ken Hagen said he was pastoring the best church he had ever pastored in his life. He was living, I mean, he was prospering on every side. But in the midst of that, God told him to leave that church and go into the field ministry. And he said they, every, every time he thinks about pastoring the church again, he loses his peace. Every time he thinks about it, if I, if you read that book, Ken Hagen had a lot of stories. If I, there was a time he had a he had a he had heart attack because God was told, he was in the field ministry, and God was telling him to go back to a church that he had pastored before. He said he was refusing. He said, Ah, that, this is Satan. <laughs> he had a heart attack. <laughs> you know. So anytime you lose your peace about a decision, you know, just know, ah, there's something. Go and inquire. Go and inquire because peace, peace is what He gives us, right? Peace is his promise to us, you know. So God wants us to be happy. You know, Jesus Jesus was in a boat that was sinking and he was sleeping. That's the kind of peace God wants you to have. He said, he said, Jesus said, you know, before he leaves, he said, my peace I give you, not as the word giveth it. My peace. Jesus is in heaven sitting down. Is there anything disturbing him? So nothing should disturb you. Hallelujah. Nothing should disturb you. Now, um, the second factor is joy. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. You've not eaten from morning, but you are happy. <laughs> you are happy. You don't have any money in your pocket. You are trekking around time, but you are happy. That kind of joy is not the one that the world gives. And the world cannot take it away. You know, uh, look at Romans chapter 14, verse 7. Romans chapter 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I was able to finish. Romans chapter 14, verse 7. Romans chapter 14, 